Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Tony Katz, the morning news. 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Totally almost forgot what day it was there. Uh, Wednesday uh, feels right, and then I'm pretty sure it is right. A lot, lot has happened. A lot's going on, and especially, um, you know, more locally than on the national stage. Uh, we will talk quite a bit throughout the show about the Hamilton Southeast Schools Superintendent, Yvonne Stokes, and how she is likely to officially uh, resigned today. Uh, she's, um, you know, already submitted a letter of recommendation of resignation. Excuse me. Uh, the board will vote on that, and she's likely out. Uh, here's the thing: her three-year contract ends in June of 2024, anyway. So she's ending her tenure early. It's not exactly, you know, um, crazy um, and stuff you haven't seen before. Uh, but the the truth is, uh, the biggest part of all this is something I think we talk about a lot in a lot of places, and it's um, diversity. It's it's uh, pushing students to learn certain things about um, being inclusive in this way or that way, and then eventually you're like, wait a minute, are we teaching kids uh, stuff that we taught before? I'm a millennial. I learned certain things about treating people the right way, uh, treating your neighbor as you treat yourself. Or are we treating some kids that they're the bad guy and some some kids that they're a victim no matter what. Are we are we treat, teaching certain things that probably aren't going to be helpful that people in any community would tell you are not um, at all, um, you know, the sort of things that are going to help you succeed? Uh, the critical race theory stuff uh, claims that there's indoctrination uh, where students have certain ideology. Uh, those are all things that surround this, this um, educator. And they're all things that matter. I, I love my favorite part of this argument, actually, and I don't mean to be specific to, to to Stokes anymore. My favorite part of anyone who says, like, that's ridiculous. We don't teach any of this stuff in school. How dare you? You should stop talking and be quiet and go over there. Uh, is, is the assumption that you wouldn't care if your child is being taught things way beyond, you know, math and English and way more into a certain political ideology or whatever you want to call it um, and putting your hand up and being like, Hey, I'd rather we just don't teach that in school. We don't have to teach it this way or any other way. I'd rather we just skip this stuff altogether. And people look at you and say, how dare you uh, accuse it? That's what's so funny to me in all of this is that of course, right now in 2023. Um, and I think for years to come, there will continue to be pushback from all the different like crazy, super woke things out there in the world, especially in the world of education. And so you want people in positions of power that don't have any of that surrounding them, don't have any of that belief system or or champion any of those causes or thoughts or things. Uh, you just want people who are devoid of that sort of stuff. Now, as I say all that, uh, there is one thing that, that really caught my eye, and it probably shouldn't have. I don't know if this is the thing that's going to be on everybody's, um, uh, you know, radar, or it's just unique, uniquely on my uh, radar. But I couldn't help but see some of the reactions to um, 
this uh, story today and the likelihood of this vote today, including some really hot takes out there about how horrible and terrible uh, certain parts of Indiana are, at least according to some. Uh, the Racial Equity Community Network is one of the places that put out a big, a long thought on this. Part of what they said, I'm just going to read some of what they said there. Uh, due to all that has unfolded in the Fishers uh, community over the past few years, we're sadly not surprised by this news. It was exactly three years ago this month that RECN was featured in Fishers Magazine for the racial equity work we were doing in the community. During that time, we saw city officials make comments to racial equity work, and those comments were very uh, quickly dissolved. Fast forward to now, and we have seen extremism, fascism, dehumanizing practices, and book banning thrust Fishers, Indiana, into a national spotlight. Uh, let me continue. I'm going to skip a little bit. Uh, the shift from anti-racism to fascism and white Christian nationalism has been hard to witness, yet was expected. Uh, when people, particularly white and those in positions of power, dive into actions without doing the deep self-work to interrogate internalized white supremacy, the status quo will remain intact. Uh, that is someone from the Racial Equity Community Network uh, talking about this. Here's the thing, and I know I'm a white guy. I'm a white guy in my 30s. I fill in on this show. So I'm not a name a lot of people in Indianapolis know. So I guess I'm a little bit, um, uh, you know, I don't know what the right word is for it. Um, throwing stuff out there to even have the hot take I have. But I've been told multiple times uh, by people that I interview on, on other radio shows that I do that white people have to be racist. And I look at individuals who say that to me, not me specifically, no one's accusing me on an individual level of this, just the generalized idea of it. And I go, what if I'm not? Like, what if I personally don't think I am? What if a lot of people I know don't think, what if, is that a possibility? No, not possible. You gotta be racist. I'm sorry, there's, there's no other scenario for you. Uh, that's as damaging of an ideology as exists in our society at all. And I've actually gotten a lot of people to say that since I'm, I'm a millennial, since I'm younger, that I've uh, learned a lot, not saying that other generations didn't learn this. Uh, in school, my whole life kind of been taught to treat people fairly, uh, regardless of the color of their skin, all of those things that you hear and that are supposed to matter. And uh, when I say that, that maybe, you know, the things I've learned in the years that I've been alive have helped me to not potentially be racist. Uh, people usually shake their head and go, maybe a little, but probably not totally. And it's hilarious. And actually, you know what I'll do uh, later on in the show? I'll play audio of Bill Maher, uh, who's obviously a far left guy that now says some things that make the left pretty mad. Uh, and one of the things he talked about recently was the need to see racism or the need to see race in situations where it may not exist. And that's something that he thinks is societal right now. And I agree with him because sometimes maybe the race thing is not the problem. But all right, quick break. A lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Cats, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Uh, Matt and Jonathan are here as they are every single morning. And I'm going to use the beginning part of this show uh, to ask for some advice from Matt and Jonathan. And I, I hope that it goes well. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to go well. Uh, and I got to tell you a bit of a story to get to the point where I need the advice. 
And I want to make sure to explain this as best I can, uh, because part of it's going to be weird. Uh, but let's, are we ready? I think we're ready. Um, so do you guys know what the honor flights are? I know Indianapolis has honor flights. I know a lot of places have honor flights. Um, essentially, if you don't know, or anyone listening doesn't know what these are, uh, people um, set up these flights for veterans, uh, typically uh, veterans from World War II, Vietnam, uh, to fly to D.C. for the day and then fly back home. You greet them at the airport. It's an amazing experience. You should go to the airport and do this uh, the next time they have one in Indy. Uh, but I volunteered and I was a part of one uh, recently. Um, and so I went on this thing. And one of the other volunteers that's riding in a um, bus with me at 5 a.m., 5 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, um, uh, brought his kids along. And his one son is 14 and, like, races. He, he builds these cars at 14 years old and races them in some sort of derby. And somehow that's legal, and I'm sort of confused by it, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, and I started to tell him about my 96 Jeep Cherokee uh, that is definitely not really roadworthy anymore but I'm still driving it. And he was convincing me he could fix it. Now I've told you all the logistics here. He's a friend of someone else who was, or he's the son of someone else who was volunteering. It's five o'clock in the morning. It sounded like a pretty good idea to let this 14 year old try to fix my Jeep. Is that a good idea? According to both of you, is that something I should do? He sounds like he knew stuff. He told me about how to change like the frame in a certain way. And I go, man, I don't know how to do that. He goes, I could do it for you. And he's relatively cheap to hire because did I mention he's 14 years old? Opportunity. No, here, <laughs> here's what you do. All right. Uh, uh, you get yourself a pair of new brakes uh, or, or brakes for the car. See, I know sure. nothing about cars, so that's why I call it a pair of new brakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm, I do traffic for a living. It's great. Uh, yeah. But, but you, uh, you get the brakes and you set them out and you'd be like, these are my old brakes and I yeah. need you to put them on my car while you fix I need you to do this. Well, you know what's funny? I love that, Matt. I've been trying to learn how to fix my car because the car has gotten to the point where the wife's like, we can't pay other people to fix this anymore. God it's wrong. You. If, you, if you need another repair, You've got to just let it go into the the great you know car park of the beyond. And I say no, I'm I'm gonna fix it. And I don't know how, but the 14 year old sounded very knowledgeable. Well, and I'm sure he is. I can't do it, Craig. I mean, cars are computers <laughs> now. I mean, right. this is like learning yeah. a new language to me. Yeah. And I, I can't remember vocabulary words, let alone what kind of car parts I need to put in my car. Um, no, amen. Well, you know what? My favorite part, too, is like the thing that convinced me. And granted, it was 5 o'clock. I was volunteering. It was I was groggy. Um, I shouldn't keep saying that as I know the show starts at 6 every day. And I'm up for this show, too, early. Um, but uh the thing that convinced me is he said he didn't really like play video games or anything at 14. He just fixes cars. And I'm like, no kids do that anymore. I feel like it's gotta mean you're right for this job. I came home and the wife, um, I think was tempted to slap me in the face when I said that I wanted to have the 14 year old fix the car. Okay, she now, just put me to bed, but I think now, she wanted to do more. The 14 year old's a little suspect if he doesn't play video games. Okay, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let him All in right. your house. That's that's a weird kid, Craig. Yeah. No, that's, you know, I mean, why, why not? Let, let him try it out, keep an right. eye on him, and, and, and let him help. He wants to Fantastic. help you. He wants to help you. In all honesty, it, it might have been an adult man that was just the the uh, height of a 14-year-old. Maybe I was that tired. I was confused. What were you going to say, Jonathan? <laughs> I think the question is, is there anything that he can mess up? Like, in how bad of shape mm. is your Jeep? Because so if it's, it's really far gone, I think there's yeah. no harm in letting him try Fair and enough. fix it. So it, there's two spots in the frame that I was told recently by a mechanic are reasons that I should retire the vehicle. And I was like, I'll think about that. And I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and I asked him, like, what what's at stake here? And he said, just me. If I got in an accident, I wouldn't hurt anybody else. My car would just crumple uh, like some sort of like, you know, um, um, accordion. 
And then it would just be me crumpled in a car. And so I said, all right, but I love this Jeep, my 96 Jeep Cherokee and XJ. And I, I can't, I can't shake it, man. I can't, I don't know why, you but I can't do Jeep it. And your wife ups your life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I should check on that, Matt, because it might be pretty high right now. I think, I yeah. think there's going to be a raise here. You know, you, know? you know, now that you mentioned this, she did say not to let the 14 year old fix the car. She didn't tell me to stop driving it. That's, that's a weird part of all this. <laughs> something to mess. Uh, I, I, I don't had, know. I hadn't noticed that till right now. Uh, one other quick thing to shift gears and stop making everyone think I'm crazy. Uh, but thank you for the advice, guys. I'm going to put it to great use. Coca-Cola has created a new flavor. I don't know if anybody heard about this. It's just called the future. I guess artificial <laughs> intelligence has come up with it. Coca-Cola Y3000. But it's it's supposed to taste like the future. Like the year 3000? Yeah, I guess so. I think that's what they're going with Did Y3000. They from the Jonas Brothers? Oh, is that a... Is that a thing? I don't oh, know about they've that. Got a, that's a my childhood thing. They've got a song called The Year 3000. <laughs> All right. Uh, do they describe the flavor of soda in the year 3000? They don't, but they, they talk about how not much has changed, but we live underwater. That's okay. really the only line that I remember. <laughs> We're drinking new Coke underwater. <laughs> We're living in Atlantis, having a new Coke. Oh, man. I love this I love so it. much. I didn't know this was a Jonas Brothers reference. I had no idea. Um, does anyone know what the future will taste like? <laughs> no. Probably this god awful cup of coffee yeah. I'm having right I, now. <laughs> I love that I asked that question, and I love that it stunned the show at about six thirty in the morning. Uh, Matt, you got some traffic I'm for us. Glad I got out of bed today. Tony Katz, the morning news, ninety three WIBC. My name is Craig Collins, filling in. Um, love to hear that Notre Dame update. By the way, they look good. This year, uh, I think they're definitely going to beat Central Michigan. And then they got that Ohio State uh, game coming up in the end, of, toward the end of September. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, let's talk about some of this stuff. First, Apple had its big giant thing yesterday. Uh, whatever you call that thing, I can't remember anymore. And I'm I'm like a technology fan. Um, I don't remember ever like watching the those um, giant uh, announcement things and getting as excited as some people did. I, I, I know that most of that has also died out now. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up at all on this show is because Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, displayed a commercial, a five-minute, whatever the crap it was thing that happened uh, that was all about how uh, Apple is now going to be carbon neutral. At least one of their products is already carbon neutral, and more are on the way by 2030. Octavia Spencer is in this thing. I couldn't figure out like what part of the audio I should play for you to give you a taste of what this five minute, um, you know, thing is because it's bad. It's it's real bad. The jokes are bad. A lot of it's bad. Uh, Mother Nature is the character that Octavia Spencer is playing. She has like an assistant dude sitting next to her, and both of them are being all um, sassy uh, every time that someone at Apple says they're not doing enough to support Mother Nature. I'm going to hit play on this, and then I'm going to tell you uh, why I think this matters. But this is, to me, uh, accidentally hilarious. Here we go. In 2020, you promised to bring Apple's entire carbon footprint to zero by 2030. Henry David Thoreau over here said we have a profound opportunity to build a more sustainable future. There's the five minutes of this. I think our 10 o'clock said the same thing. They all do. All right. This is my third corporate responsibility gig today. Oh so my who God. wants to disappoint me first? Okay, by the way, any version of a corporate responsibility meeting is something I don't think I want to be a part of in general. Uh, but here's what's hilarious about this to me. And I'm not going to go on a big rant about if climate change is real, if you think it is or think it's not. 
I, I don't even think that's the argument that matters anymore. Uh, and I've I got a different argument, and I'll go there in a second. But the thing that's hilarious to me is how companies sell this stuff, and they expect you to buy it. Their first product that is going to be carbon neutral is their brand new Apple Watch Ultra Series 2 or whatever that costs well over $1,000 if you get the fancy upgrade one. And the whole reason to do this is not because Apple gives a crap about all the stuff that you say they need to give a crap about or someone says they need to give a crap about. They just want to sell as many products as possible and they want you to buy it because you think that you're doing something good for the environment by buying an Apple Watch, which is hilarious to me. My favorite comment, by the way, on Tim Cook's post on Twitter uh, with this video up is the one that's on the top that said, stop using child labor to build your products. No response to any of that there because uh, companies don't just do good stuff. They sometimes also do bad stuff. Uh, but here, you know what? I'm going to do the other thing. I, I don't know why. I'm in a weird mood this morning. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I think is a much better conversation. Uh, if I haven't done this before in the show or if I have before, for Tony, I apologize. I'm ranting about this a lot recently, I find, uh, both on radio and just in my regular life. I don't think it matters. Uh, I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy or any of the people who have hot takes out there matter as far as is climate change real or is it a hoax? Because when you say that, somebody's checking out. If I say it's real, the hoax people are checking out. If I say it's a hoax, the real people are checking out. The truth is, and the thing I think we can all agree on, is government is not the group that's going to try to solve the problem, no matter how big of a problem it is. And we shouldn't just give them blanket amounts of money and tell them, good luck, guys, uh, go work on that. And something I usually say to back up this stance for anyone that uh, cares on either side of this is the Paris Climate Accord has no countries that are living up to the agreements of it, which demonstrates that this is all word service and no one actually doing anything anyway. But if we did do more and if we do push more and push harder and uh, create all these things that Biden pushes for or things in the, you know, um, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act that even he recently admitted isn't about inflation reduction. Well, then we're just going to hurt our economy and our society a lot and struggle more. And we're not going to have any net impact on that either, because other countries will just do whatever they need to do to cover whatever the losses are out there in the world. These are the opinions I have on climate change. And I think it's so hilarious that Apple dove so deep into that world. Uh, quickly, I've already run out of time in this segment. I wanted to mention this too, because I think it's hilarious. Lauren Boebert got kicked out of a Beetlejuice musical. That's a real sentence. I said it, I'll say it again. Lauren Boebert, representative from Colorado, got kicked out of a Beetlejuice musical for being too loud. Uh, apparently the cops were called at one point and she was forced to leave. Uh, she was accused of vaping, although she denied that. Do I think Lauren Boebert's attractive? Am I going to have a nice take on it because of that? I'm not going to admit that, but maybe. Um, I definitely think she's an entertaining uh, person in the world of politics, too. Uh, but my favorite part is that she basically confirmed it all on social media herself. She wrote, it's true. I did thoroughly enjoy the amazing Beetlejuice uh, at the um, theater, and I plead guilty to laughing and singing too loud. Everyone should go see it if you have a chance this week, and please let me know how it ends. This is my favorite part of that tweet. Please let me know how it ends. She is unaware. All right, we'll take a break. A lot more in a bit. Maybe less ranting about climate change coming up next. This is Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC.
Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hang out as they do every morning on this show. Uh, Jonathan sent me an abomination of a story. <laughs> no, I love this a lot. Uh, these are chefs revealing their best pizza toppings, and they're all wrong. Everything about this is terrible. Uh, Jonathan, do you like anything on this list before I get into it? I actually didn't read it. I wanted my okay. reaction to be genuine because I'm, I'm <laughs> awesome. pretty picky about my pizza. I'm- I'm even happier. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I'm a very uh, big pizza snob. I have a lot of opinions in the world of pizza, more than I should. Um, And the only right topping is pepperoni. You don't need to go crazy. You don't need to throw a bunch of other stuff on there. What Was that a yes? Yeah, it was a yes. Okay, fantastic. So here's what the chefs say, and they're all making ridiculously fancy uh, pizzas, apparently. Uh, Spicy pork and pickled peppers is what one guy said is the favorite ingredient. A teriyaki chicken with wasabi mayo is on here. Uh, mushrooms and trellis is is on this list, and that's an abomination. Uh, spicy cured meat with honey, seasonal vegetables, uh, fennel sausage, and then one um, that's just a mixture of all different kinds of things, shallots, scallions, uh, onions, all kinds of crap. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible list. I don't know why anyone needs to make certain food that's supposed to not be, like, fancy, extra fancy that doesn't make it better this is my take on food this reminds me of the bacon craze of 2019 when we were putting (laughs) bacon on everything and we still do but that's kind of where it started to me um i like food that's really bad for you okay but but it's like sometimes when we make a scramble when we go through the kfc lighter so we just ask for everything in the bucket I, I think we're defeating the purpose of what our taste buds really want i mean like you said about pepperoni yeah, it's not a lot on a pizza, but it's just that pepperoni and the cheese, oh. and it hits, man. Every so there time, there it's delicious. I when we I put love too the much phrase, in. Yeah. yeah, I love the phrase, Matt. First of all, um, the bacon craze of 2019 because uh, that's amazing. Uh, I want a T-shirt. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says that. By the way, like I'm okay with adding bacon to anything, so I don't know if I'm the right person to react to the example you gave. No, please. I, Yeah, put it in anything and everything. Sounds amazing to me. Um, But no, totally. And I hate when someone tries to make like a grilled cheese fancy or any of this stuff. Don't make those things fancy, man. Make other food products into fancy stuff. Don't make me go to a restaurant and spend $15 on a grilled cheese that has some sort of special ingredient on it because it's not going to be as special as both of us think it's going to be. I'm going to be disappointed, and I'm out $15. No, wait, I take back everything I just said because a fancy grilled <laughs> cheese just makes my world. You put some guac on that or, or and maybe a, a little sriracha and, and bacon. No. <laughs> and then you have a winner. No, I love a fancy how grilled much, cheese. How yeah. much money have you paid for a grilled cheese? Oh, about 15 bucks. No, it's been okay. more than that at a hotel, I'm sure. I know. It's ridiculous. It's, it's wrong. Stupid. It's terrible. Uh, Jonathan, do you have any hot takes in the world of food? Um, I was kind of curious as to like what foods should be made fancy then. If basic food None. shouldn't be. None. None. No food None. should be made fancy. Have you guys wait, hold on. Let's go a different road. No I know cuisine. that was a hot take. I know that was a hot take. I can't back it up. But let's go a different road for a second. Do you guys know this viral trend of like girl dinner and boy dinner oh on social gosh. media? Girl dinner. No. Dumb, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jonathan at least knows girl dinner. Girl dinner is like eating no food. The joke is you're on some sort of crazy diet, so you have just sides instead of like a meal. And my favorite thing about the social media thing is boy dinner, because boy dinner is simplistic. It's like a slab of meat on a plate, and that's it. That's, that's right. what I believe in my life, and that's why no food should be made fancy. Just make it food. Uh, make me a steak as a steak. I don't need a lot of other things in there, and I'm good. No fanciness required. What's the overall concept of boy girl dinners that we're having? Okay, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the kids these they me days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are we trying to do with the boy? Are we? What's going on? I, I cannot conceptualize this at all. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I It's just a trend where, like, girls post their, their dinner, and then I think there's some restaurants that have had, like, a girl dinner thing, which is all sides and no actual okay. food. I don't know. It's it's the first time in a while that the young generation is willing to separate boys and girls uh, a certain way, and it's, it's kind of interesting to me uh, where we're going with that. But I do agree that boy dinner to me is, is try as little as possible, uh, which is what I do whenever I'm left alone and the missus isn't home to make dinner. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Matt, I love grow- that we're all in agreement here. But yeah, no, I did say it on the radio. No food should be made fancy. And uh, I'm getting messages on my social media page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins show. If you want to tell me I'm wrong too. Uh, several people not happy with that uh, this morning. Uh, I'm going to be thrilled if that's the hottest take I throw out there today. Um, one other thing, just real quick, before we take a break, I thought this was interesting too. Uh, the top how-to questions people are Googling in 2023. Do you guys want to take a guess at what any of those are? How to tie a tie. <laughs> how to tie a tie is definitely on there. How'd you know that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, how to screenshot something, how to get a passport, how to draw in general is on there. And then how to help anxiety are the top answers on this thing. How to make AI write your traffic reports. That was in there. <laughs> no, just... How to make AI make them up. All right, great. <laughs> right. Fantastic. This is perfect. Uh, we'll get to some traffic. We'll do a lot more uh, news and other stuff in just a bit. Uh, Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. 